We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture, literally. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. It's about a thing. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. So everybody turned to the book of two Corinthians <laughs> and we will read Lisa you, you're the Bible scholar let's talk about two Corinthians mm-hmm. well you know it does technically say two Corinthians not second so maybe that's where he was going with that I don't know <laughs> But when you are, because he's a Christian, right? And he. I don't know. He Has said, he ever said he was a Christian? Yeah, he said he's a Christian. He said he reads the Bible um, all the time. Oh, okay. Two Corinthians is in his heart. And yeah. <laughs> Good old the Donald and <laughs> two Corinthians. Yo, when I saw that, that thing took me out, yo. Like. My boy said two Corinthians and said it. So he said it not once, but two times. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my answer to everything now. Two Corinthians. Just I don't because. Care what it is. Just, just because two Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you have the rest of the week to use that. Two Corinthians. That's, that's what it is. I'm, I'm talking to my boss tomorrow and she'll be like, Hey, do you have that two Corinthians? I got it right here. Got it and right. As long here. as you say it with a straight face. Yeah. Got it right here. Two Corinthians. <laughs> so another week, another week of good old brunch culture, another week of craziness happening. Um two chains. So I, I remember we started brunch culture and I was like, at some point in time, I feel like it's gonna the world is just going to get boring and we're not going to have anything to talk about. But I think it proves to me over and over again that as long as you have people like the Donald that reads two Corinthians, you'll never get bored. Like there's things always happen. A bunch of crazy stuff. Like folks don't want to get people proper water. We got folks that are still not acknowledging the achievements and the talent of black folks. It's just, it's so much going on. Absolutely. So much. Going on. <laughs> yeah. You got, um, meat meal coming out with another dish track or is it a whole mixtape? <clears throat> well, I don't know if it's a mixtape. I know it's, it's, it's at least one record. I heard like a clip of the record. And that's when he was talking about the whole 50 stuff, but 50 cent, is dragging him on social media. If you haven't been there, do yourself a favor and go to Instagram and just type in Fifty Cent. It's the is it's his uh, Instagram name is Fifty Cent. You are it's gonna pop up. I'm telling you, you it's gonna be like the best little five ten minutes of your life. It is freaking hilarious. Like, and he's doing it with no just no filter, just all out, like putting all this stuff out there. And poor Meek Mill to the point that Meek Mill actually responded under one of the pictures, saying like, you know, I quit. You got it. It is what it is. And Fifty Cent posted screenshots. It posted, and it's like, it don't stop when it it don't stop when when you say you want to stop. I keep going. You you started this for no reason, so I'm gonna keep going. It is what it is. <laughs> and you have to know Fifty Cent petty already. Super petty. When he went in on um, Floyd Mayweather because of his speech, yeah, that jump was and hilarious. reading, and that was supposed to be his homeboy. Like you got to yeah. know he petty, so super petty. You can't you can't come for fifty, but you know. <laughs> and I I feel like he shouldn't have came for anybody after Drake like killed him with two back to back tracks, like and he just that just died down. So let it die down. And go start doing you. I feel bad for me, though, because I really feel like he had the opportunity to do something real great for the hood, real something real great for trap music. But you played yourself because somebody didn't tweet your album. Like you've had all these run ins, Drake, Wale, 50 Cent, all this stuff. And most of it stems from you getting 
in your your feelings. You get emotional. You and your feelings, and you like, oh, such and such didn't tweet my album, so they don't rock with me. You ain't MMG no more. You ain't tweet my album. Like what? What? Like social media is really tearing up your life. Like it's not even that. You can't take it that serious, bro. You can't. You you can't. You really. You just gotta let it go, man. Like life will be so much better if you just let it go. But social media, it's it's snatching people's lives, tearing up whole careers out here. Folk think that they 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 become internet thugs, Twitter fingers to the point. Did you see uh Michael Blackston, the comedian? He was at a a charity event. I think it was Michael Blackston, like some of somebody else, and Meek Mill, and he was like out here with oh it was a. Uh, uh, the guy from Empire, the was it Yaz? Mm-hmm. It's Yaz from Empire. They were at like a charity event, and Michael Blaston tweeted, "Type I'm out here with Cookie Son and Twitter fingers." I was done, <laughs> yo. Like I was done. It's like, dang man, nobody respects you, bro. And you, you bothering on yourself. These right. people weren't even bothering you. Nobody was bothering you. <laughs> Everybody was rooting for you, but bro, you just tore it up. <laughs> Twitter fingers. That's what you know for. Is that a world tour or your girls tour? That is exactly what you're known for. Rough. <laughs> and that's the only... I still don't know his songs. Oh, I like that song he got with uh, Nikki and Chris Brown, All Eyes on You. That's a shame. But <laughs> I think I like it more because Chris Brown is on the hook because I, I didn't... She was the baddest. I was the realest. I was just like, oh, okay. Nikki and Chris could do that something by themselves. <laughs> Let this man be great, yo. Let this dude be great, please. He's just not my cup of tea, but he's somebody's. <laughs> you know. Speaking of cup of tea, what about this good cup of cup of water that's going on in Flint, Michigan? The have you seen the pictures, yo? Yeah, the I saw pictures. one today on social media though. Like it's disgusting. But I saw a picture today that said colored water. Colored water. As far as like, you remember the, um, Jim Crow and the water fountains? Oh, yeah. I was oh, wow. like, oh, wow. Y'all are really going in. But yeah. Yeah, the water looks bad. And they're like, shout out to all the people who are donating water bottles to Flint, Michigan. Yeah, Ricky Smiley Morning Show actually said, which was really dope, um, really because he said this. And this this is I think this is proof that having this type of positive media works because Ricky Smiley this morning was saying how Lowe's donated so much water. They're actually taking a bus um, out to Flint and Lowe's had donated so much water to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show because they're a sponsor. And so I'm actually... It's about to be a storm that's coming to the DMV, so I gotta go and get some supplies. And I told my, I was, I was telling myself today, I was like, my friend was like, oh, I went and got my shovel from um, Home Depot, which they're like three Home Depots really close to where I live at. But I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna go to Lowe's. Lowe's is a little bit further out, but I'm actually gonna go to Lowe's because I heard that, and I'm like, yo, I support you because you are taking a stance, and you know, not really taking a stance, but really. You don't have to do this. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't even. Lowe's don't even sell water, but you guys are donating water. You know, so mm-hmm. to me, that's a big deal. That says something. It's like I want to support companies like that. I want to support a company that hears what's going on and sees that the the local government is doing very little to actually get people. You know, until this has become a big thing, but for so long the local government hadn't done anything to correct this issue. And you have people that need this water not only to bathe and to clean themselves, but to drink. Drink. And, you know, this impacts, by and large, so many minority communities, so many minorities in general that have to deal with this. And it's like there's been a slow response to do it. So the fact that you as a company, which don't have to, will say that you will do it. I'm like, yo, if I can support that, I want to be a part of it. That's yeah. exactly. It. Yeah. So y'all support Lowe's in their so quest to yeah. support Flint. Get out here and support and find out like other companies. Apparently, they're like a there's some other companies that are out here doing. I think Jeff Johnson actually uh, t- was saying that he's tweeting the companies that he's finding that are doing it. Um, and so like companies that, you know, that are supporting movements and supporting just <clears throat> this situation in general, because I mean, I'm seeing the pictures of the water and I'm thinking to myself, 
I would have flipped out, you know? Mm-hmm. And and if people saying like, oh, you ain't pay your water bill. What am I paying my water bill for if the water is contaminated and not even safe to use? Exactly. What am I paying this for? What you going to do, cut it off and then I'm just going to be out of bad water? Whoop-dee-doo. It's not like I could use it anyway. Like, <sighs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, in other frustrating news this week, Oscar So White hashtag. Um, did you see the hashtag? Yeah, not surprising at all. It's so funny, though, because it seems like when, when people say that, oh, it... it I, I love when I see people that recognize that this isn't a new thing. It's a new thing because we got a hashtag and the hashtag actually is not new. The hashtag was around last year. Um, but when you, I don't know, when people just seem like it's it's such a new phenomenon that you have black movies and black actors be shut out from these like we, we've been saying this for a long time now this is years this is upon not, years yeah so it's not it's not something new it is i will say that it's it's comforting to really see what social media is doing social media is changing so much stuff and really calling a lot of people out um but what one thing that i say all that i, I say with all this is you know we got to stick to it we it can't be that you know last year there are no there are no black films this year. There are no black films, no black actors, and next year there becomes a, a number of them, and then we're all like, "Oh no, this is great!" No, like this is this really we really have to take the position of we're going to stop putting so much weight on these things that, and I won't even say <clears throat> I take the I take the position of you know what? Let's try to be fair. So because there's not a lot of black representation. Um, in the Academy, perhaps they really just didn't see these movies. Honestly, you know, <laughs> honestly, like they, they could have heard all of the hype and they saw the numbers and they was just like, I'm not really interested in watching that. So when it comes in your face to review it, you just kind of like, I, I mean, yeah, it was good, but I don't feel, I don't feel emotionally, emotionally connected to that. I did not want to watch that film. Um, straight out of Compton, dope movie, but they probably was just like, I don't really want to. I live that, you know, and it, it was really weird too because I was saying like when I was watching Straight Out of Compton, I was like, it's so awkward for me because I lived through this and I remember when these things were happening. I remember it's really weird. I remember being a really really little kid and I remember my dad talking about Easy E dying and what that meant and what he died from and how it worked and the the knowledge that they had we had of it back in the 90s. So it's you know it was interesting for me and I was like I was a kid if I was a conscious working adult at that time that was anti rap music and anti you know hip hop culture in general if you put that in my in my face, I probably don't even want to see it. And so this is not saying it's a justification for it, but I'm just saying ultimately we can't be surprised at this. Like this is not something that just started happening. This has been happening. This is, you know, a, a norm and it's a regular. So that's why when we look at these predominantly black award shows and we don't see these major artists there, we got to say like, yo, you know, this is more reason for you to come. This is honestly more reason for you to produce something that is going to be of quality and a, a more of a reason for you to actually say, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I show up when I get on the board or I talk to the head or whoever's organizing this. We're going to make sure that this is up to par and up to the standards that we have because I want it to be. One thing I thought about, too, there was this whole debate about like, oh, well, you don't see these actors at the BET Awards. And I was like, well, to be 100 percent fair, honestly, when you see the BET Awards and they have like, I don't know, some it's a female hip hop category. Right. And it's Nicki Minaj, uh, Iggy Azalea and like some rapper that comes from, I don't know, like. 1990 that hasn't put out a song in forever like 
why are you nominating them? Like, it's better for you to just only have two people in the category because they're the only two people that's popping, right? Or only two people that you review. But it's like sometimes you throw in these. Well, I was want to say it was one year that was like for best actress. They had Halle Berry in it. And it's like, but she hasn't put out anything. Like, <laughs> it's been a movie this past year, guys. Like, what are you? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's kind of just being done, just to be done. And it's like, no, just if you don't have five nominees, four nominees, three nominees, if you just got two, look, we finna make it the best of two. That's what it is. Like, we gonna be real authentic. So I don't know. I just this whole Oscar thing. Like, I I get I. One of the this guy that actually um, we're friends on Facebook. He was like, when it comes to the Oscars, I'm gonna do what I, I do every year, which is just not watch it because. Oh yeah, yeah. Just he like, my friend too. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is honestly like I'm not coming up with some grandiose plan. I'm gonna do exactly what I always do. Just don't watch it. But I mean, I think I think Will Smith could have got one for concussion. He did good in that movie, though. Well, there were a lot of people that were saying, like, he had a fake African accent. It sounded horrible. I'm really bad with accents, so I don't know. I, I can't tell you if it was a good accent or not. But I just, while I, I, I understand it, trust me, like, I understand it and I support it. And I think it's great. Like, I watched Jada Pinkett Smith's video and I was, like, all down for it. Um, but my my only thing is I want us to be consistent with this, right? I don't want us to just say it in the heat of the moment or say it because it's kind of like the buzz thing to do and we're so upset and we're so in our emotions in this moment and then next year or the year from now, we're, we find ourselves just kind of being like, oh, well, you know, they acknowledged us this year and then in five years, they start doing the same thing, but we're just not aware or we're just satisfied that we got something like we need to literally when somebody says the the NAACP Image Awards is coming, you should go crazy. You should be trying so hard to really get that, you know, and and maybe perhaps we do need to make some more minority specific black specific multicultural specific award shows that that's the highest honor but it's like we place so much value on the academy award which as somebody that's always been in entertainment like interested in entertainment and loves it i will tell you that that is it matters right it means something it means something for your check it means something for your exposure you get it and you definitely are like can charge people more money like it matters it means something however I can't be mad when I walked into this knowing that for years and years and years, this has been how things have played out. And now that I don't get one, now I'm just like real, I'm real, real mad now. Like, uh, we got to place more value on our stuff. That's all. Michael Eric Dyson had said it in a speech one time. He was like, what we always do is we develop our own things. We don't support them and we don't appreciate them. So somebody else comes in, somebody else comes in that can't do that, that aren't as creative and they snatch those things. And then we run behind them saying, oh, we want we want into we want into no like supported. This is I mean, trust me, the BET Awards may not be the best thing it, it is out there. But like if we keep coming to the BET Awards and we keep putting pressure on them to make some changes promise you the BET Awards to get it right. Mm-hmm. They want to get it right. They mm-hmm. just they just don't know how to get it right. I guess. I mean, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's, I think the reason people don't support it is because when stars get to a certain level, they don't support it. This is true. And people follow stars. They want, they're watching it to see it. See stars. And so... I think the best award show I've I've seen as of late has been was that Soul Train? Yeah. Was a great award show and we talked about that on the show. Um one of the best I've seen in a long time, but maybe that being so good will draw other A-list celebrities cuz when you think of Soul Train awards, it's like not even B-list celebrities, honestly. They got the throwback celebrities. So mm-hmm. No shade to them, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was shaded them a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. 
<laughs> they not even B-list. Dang, but what are they? C-list celebrities. <laughs> I feel like BT Awards is like B-list celebrities. And then... But even that, though, the thing about it is like, why are they B-list celebrities? Because we don't support them. Yeah. We don't value them in the same way, right? We have these tokens that come out and that are so incredible, that are so great. They kind of ascend beyond urban media. And so then the urban media are stuck with the quote-unquote B-list celebrities. And it's like, why are they B-list? Like, we should be, like, promoting these people. These people are still making urban media good and making it hot and they're giving us options like we should you know we should really be into this thing this thing should be we should make them the a-list celebrities like Mm -hmm. we should make them our a-list celebrities the same way we did with hip-hop music right hip-hop music didn't even have a category it wasn't even considered music i even remember the time and it's because it's like it's not that long ago it was the 90s we were kids and like I remember, you know, having friends that were like, they were going to rap. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to try to rap. And I was like, "Ah, I like to write more than I like to rap. But I even remember, you know, people saying that that is not art. That's not music. You know, it's not a person doesn't have an instrument like it's not them. They're not using their, their vocals or they're not playing an instrument. So that's not real music. Now, today, you can't even say that hip hop runs the Grammys, it runs every award show, it's like at the top like everybody, it crosses all racial lines and gender and all this stuff and it's it's great everybody loves it, so it's like the same way that we did with hip hop, we have to do it with other things like, I'm gonna take you B-list celebrity and make you an A-lister and support you so much that everybody else wants to make you an A-lister mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. You know. Well, I've been trying to make Jaheen music, Soul Child, and Life Genius A-list celebrities and Jagged Edge because I support them hardcore. You trifling. Well, I'm trifling. No, I'm, I really love them. <laughs> You're trifling. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like, I buy their whole albums. You are trifling. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you wrong, man. I'm like, no, man. I really like them. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Oh, as I ended, we talked about Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and and, and nobody her takes me right? seriously when I'm trying to really advocate for yeah. artists. You, you are just you. You're stuck in Aunt Viv's uh, position. She's saying something great, and you're saying something that's really profound. But because of your track record of shading people. <laughs> We I just don't shade people. And Aunt Viv, because she's always upset with Will Smith, she, what she's saying may be really great, but nobody's trying to hear it, Aunt Viv, because you, my friend, have had too many problems. <laughs> it's like we can... Viv, I don't shade people. We need to have a... We need to talk about the fact that people probably think I shade people all the time because you insinuate that I shade people. I'm not insinuating anything. You guys heard it for themselves. When is the last time you heard somebody brought up Jaheen? But Lisa. Jaheen is amazing. Lisa said that she's trying to make him not. She's been trying to make him not a B-list celebrity for years. Well, he was never B. He might have been C. No, but that's the truth, though. Welcome to That's not shade. That's truth. Welcome to the shade room. Lisa Shade Room. That's the truth. <laughs> when shading goes wrong. <laughs> and man, Jaheen, my dude, man. Gotta put that woman first. You remember that? That is a dope song. Yeah. yeah. He's a dope artist, though. I really, I, I, I get into his music, though. Yeah. Not as much as um, <sighs> Raheem Devon, though. And, and I hate, you know, I don't, don't want to be the ones to compare people, but Raheem Devon is is the truth. I don't know. I, I can't. Are you like Case? Yeah, Case is old, though. Happily ever after. That was, that was a while ago. Case actually still, apparently, I was supposed to be looking up his album. I honestly didn't know that he was still, like, 
putting out music, which I think is dope. I love, you know, I love, I love the R and B era. Like I love. Case was a list. He had Beyonce in his and video. Beyonce was not Beyonce then. She was the lead singer. A of video Destiny's girl Child, who nobody even knew who she was. <laughs> um, but it, it's so I, I really do love R and B music, and I miss it so much. But I re- I miss authentic R and B. I put on the other day. Um, I pl- I played the R and B like radio station from a music streaming app. This was actually from Google, and every song was just like it sounded like it was a hip hop song. Mm-hmm. Like there were no real vocals, and and content wise, I am a sucker for old school R and B where we talk about love and it makes you want to be in a relationship and it makes you you know assess yourself and be like if we got a problem you know let me figure out what i can do to help resolve our problem not like you know i'm just gonna beat it up right and it's gonna be i'm gonna beat it up right and it's gonna last all night that's you know that's it's kind of (laughs) basic but that's all these new schoolers know though you know these young people yeah and that further proves that we're old. See, guess what I did today? Those were the words you said to me. <laughs> it was last May. Yo, I don't know why I just listened, looked at this. I pull out my phone, <laughs> and it's another video of do yourself a favor. Look, stop what you're doing. Pause, pause this episode, and go to Fifty Cent's Instagram page. I'm telling you, you are going to thank us. Like. It is dope. You know, I'm kind of offended that you cut off my song. Well, I just had to talk about things that were really important. And at this moment, 50 Cent's really, really important. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's fine. (laughs) Well, all right, guys. We will be back. That's it for the scroll. We'll be back with the main dish. We always do with this time. And we're back. Second Corinthians. No, it's not that anymore. Two Corinthians walk into a bar. Two Corinthians walk into a bar. And what they do? One Corinthian is bitter because the other Corinthian kicked them off the show 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just so y'all know, this show is going to be titled Two Corinthians. It has nothing to do with really anything, but it has all to do with the fact that it makes us laugh. It has everything to do with the fact that two Corinthians is the comment of 2016 thus far this is like what we should do we should compile we should make it like a compilation of greatest hits of 2016 we should make it and then at the end of the year we should you know talk about relive these moments that's what we're gonna do and to the top of the list now is two corinthians two chains every time we say two corinthians i think of two chains i don't know why i has nothing to do with nothing i i equate life to hip-hop songs that are irrelevant um, don't worry, I'm sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so we want to talk about in the main dish when it is time to move on um and let go of hurt feelings. Sour emotions, people, because Aunt Viv, the dark skinned one. What's her name? Aunt Viv. That's the only name that really matters. (laughs) And that's probably what she's salty because nobody remember her past that. I would I mean, I'm sure she's done some some other great things and you know, I'm sure it's great. But she can really dance. You remember she danced in it? She is, yeah, she's dope. She I think she did theater, like after. She's a really talented artist, and I'm not gonna take away any of that away from her. I just, you know, in this context. She's upset with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
40 years later. So guess what we're going to call her? Anviv, because they still have a result. <laughs> um, well, she... Go ahead. She came out with the video in response to Jada Pickett's video calling out the Oscars for being all white and saying we need to boycott um, the Oscars and said the only reason Jada's standing up is because Will didn't get the Oscar nomination for concussion and it's really about basically saying it's about them and it's really not about the arts because this has been happening a long time and you know everybody she just sounded bitter and that got us to thinking like when is it time to move on like how long is she gonna hold on to this she was like and she mentioned in the video when I was negotiating my contract and I tried to get Will to back me up he was like those are your contracts you guys have your contracts I have my contracts you and he didn't stand up for her and this is years later and she's still very upset and I'm just like Will is a grown accomplished actor now back then he was a he was still a kid he admitted um publicly that he made very bad decisions during that time he he was he lost his first wife because of his foolishness during that time he he almost went broke because he was spending money um without any like guidance um so he did a lot of dumb things he was young when are you gonna let it go because you're the only person being hurt by it and it's it's so it's it's one of those things for me that I, I really started thinking about it and I was like, well, I think everybody is do their process, right? Because I hate one thing I hate is when people are kind of like, you need to get over it because you don't know how this impacted me and don't rush my process, right? Because for me, getting over it may look different from what it is to you. You and I had this discussion. I don't know if we we did it on the show before, but we talked about like, um for me getting over it don't mean I'm reconciling for me getting over it don't mean that I'm back in this situation for me getting over it once I've made the decision that this is no longer you know beneficial I've realized the flaw in having to deal with something for so long is just kind of like you know what I don't even for what what am I going back to that I'm good and so I think you know I I, I don't want to rush I don't think you should rush somebody's process to you know, move forward. But I think at some point in time, you as an individual have to realize that there's a certain degree of moving forward that you have to do, which requires that you don't rehash it, that you don't bring it up because you will find yourself in a situation like Aunt Viv, where you're trying to make a point, which very well may be valid based off of, you know, the actions of, of, of people and other people in Hollywood or actions of Will and Jada. But her point is really overshadowed by the fact that every time you see this, people say that she's still bitter about the Fresh Prince. And it's like, yo, your point might even be really, really good, but your track record of being angry at the Fresh Prince Bel Air Nobody has time for it. Like everybody's just kind of like not lady. even on the air no more. <laughs> yeah, people like lady, you, you got to let it go. And she's probably like, no, listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying makes sense. And I'm kind of like, yeah, lady, but it's so sad because nobody wants to hear it because you you're still holding on to something that happened years and years ago. And I think it's I always think it's hard for celebrities or people that are in, in the spotlight because, you know, we want them. We, we, when you see one person move forward, you think everything, everybody else should move forward um, and everything should be okay. But it's kind of like, well, if that person didn't really filter it out and deal with it, can't really expect them to be over it, but not the, the, the realistic. When is the fresh print? When did the fresh, when did the last time she was on the fresh prints? Do you know, was it like, I think it was 1994. So 1994, it's 2016. Aunt Viv, you got you got to like not to rush your process, but you can't. You honestly can't even talk about this no more without being like, you know what? But I'm not mad at him. I'm just stating a fact, right? Like, so I'm not gonna be upset with you. I'm not gonna do anything malicious, but I am gonna say, you know, I do find it a little sketch that your wife is coming out against this. 
And for the past 20 some odd years, you ain't have no problem. I can respect that, right? But I can't respect like, well, you ain't stand up for me. What lady, come on, yo. Like you got <laughs> to let it go. Like it's it's old news. I, I don't even know if you I mean I, I would hope she's still getting like a residual check. She has to be. If she's getting a residual check, maybe I understand because like every time she sees that check every month, she gotta relive it and she hasn't like talked to nobody about it. But I don't know. I feel like as long as the check comes, I don't really care. It is what it is. I'm off, okay. <laughs> I understand, you know, being upset with someone. I really do. But it's kind of like, like you said, at what point in time are we going to say, you know what? This is old. Like, because even if Will Smith wanted to, like, holler at you, he's he's not going to. Right. Because he knows that when he does talk to you, you got to go back to the fact that he didn't stand up to you back in 1994. Yeah, and he's and, and I think one thing too to realize you you pointed this out earlier was that he's such a different person now. Um he has been able to grow. His life is completely different. He's looked at his his past and kind of connected the dots and have been able to say, "You know what? It was my poor choices and my poor decision, and I'm not that person anymore." So it's like you he's grown and you can hear that. And I do believe honestly, sometimes it's hard to see that we are not a part of a person's life or when a person, you know, maybe he didn't apologize to her. Right. We talked about before, like your apology language. So maybe he never apologized to her directly. So she was never able to get the closure that she needed. And so it's like seeing this person live in a public space and this public, this huge public persona all the time and you feel like y'all have unfinished business and they have he hasn't apologized to you. Maybe that's her biggest thing. But I feel like, I don't know, <laughs> you, you, you still got to you got to call a meeting. You got to try to work it out. You got to say, yo, look, like, can, can we set aside some time? I thought this was over, but it's not over. It's still bothering me. Like, let's hash it to the best of our ability or for me to the best of my ability and move on because you can't keep. Yeah, you just auntie, yeah. you you can't keep hanging on to it. Cause how many times is it like should there? Doc Doctor Wesley says that there's he has a rule. Once you bring something up one time, you can no longer bring it up again. I don't know about that. <laughs> to the person. Yeah, I don't know about that. Cause I might need to. So I bring it up one time, but I haven't really thought about it completely. So when I I might need to bring it up a few more times to actually make my point. Yeah, nah. Mm-mm. I can <laughs> I, deal with. It depends, though. Like, I feel like there are certain things. If it's habitual behavior, I'm going to bring it up because talking about it isn't working. Like. It's going to keep coming up because it is a reoccurring behavior. Mm-hmm. If it's a one time thing, then I could deal with it and move on if I never see it again. Depending now, depending on how deep it is. Right. Because some things are like, man, that was that was deep. Right. Yeah. Um. Then we can rehash it and talk about it and then go to that. But then. Maybe we shouldn't. I'm learning that maybe you should wait to talk about certain stuff so you mm-hmm. can get the the depth of how it impacted you. Because like yep. the initial conversation might not, you might not feel the impact. So sometimes we feel the impact in levels. Right. Like, oh, that offended me. And then you step back and you're like, oh man, that was deep. <laughs> and then... You got to hear a person's response to certain things, too. That's why I think like bringing it up one time. I don't really know if that's a that's a a valid thing, because it's kind of like most times when we're upset. Right. We're upset from 
speculative re- for speculative reasons. Like, so I speculated that, you know, you felt this way or, you know, you not responding this way or you saying it, you coming off this way. This is what you were trying to do. Right. So a lot of times we're in our head or in our feelings with our emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, well, the first time that I talked to you about it and you give me your position and your perspective, at least for me, I'm I, I, I'm trying to explain to you how I, well, I want to hear your explanation, but I also want the opportunity to let you know, you know, whether this makes sense or this doesn't make sense. Or I don't understand how you would get there because the end result, which is how I it made me feel was X, Y and Z. So if you're telling me that you did D, well, why did you skip A, B and C? Like, I just need to understand it. So we might need to have a follow up conversation, a follow up conversation. I think the really the, the, the real difference is is if you're bringing it up just to nag or you're bringing it up because you're trying to find a solution. I think that's the difference for me. Like if you're trying to find a solution or you're trying to share with me another level in in which you realize that this thing hurt you or this impacted who you are, I'm going to give you all of that because I feel like you need that in order to really, you know, move on, move past this and then be able to have the same move past and the same grace, if you will, for another relationship or another situation. But you know, if we are, if you bring it up every time, it's just kind of like, well, you know, you did this. Well, I'm mad because you did this. It's kind of, ah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm all the way good. No, I, no, no, no. I, I, I'm against you trying to punish somebody for a mistake they made. And your punishment is you throwing it out. And it has nothing to do with the argument, with the present argument. It's just something random you throw out. Like that, to me, it's just like, uh, um, I was yeah. in a situation like that, and it's just like you throw something out that has nothing to do with the present, and it's just like, well, you did this, and it's just like, well, that has nothing to do with the cost <laughs> of tea in China right now. Like, right. how are you connecting that? Oh, the um, tea in China. Huh? I, I said, oh, the tea in China. I remember somebody telling me once that I cried victim too much, and I remember it annoying the heck out of me. Like, it really got under my skin. It boiled my blood because I was like, you're not going to take something that you did and minimize it by saying that I'm playing victim. But from that statement, what I was able to do was, and it's something I do all the time, was say, okay, so what role did I play in this? And sometimes that role is just that I showed up and I allowed it, right? Sometimes that role is that I should have saw these things or I should have made better choices or decisions keeping myself in mind, but I didn't do that. So a part of me feels like, you know what? I got to bear that responsibility. So if we compare this to like the whole Aunt Viv and Fresh Prince thing, it's kind of like, well, Aunt Viv, what in that was your fault, right? What can you take away? Going stepping away from that situation, what can you say? I've learned. I didn't learn. I wish I would have done better. Honestly, I feel like I didn't need to do better. Like assess those things, pull those things together, and say, "All right, look, here's my part in this." And honestly, your part will always outweigh my part in this. Sometimes I realize a lot of people don't understand that a lot of actions are truly reactions to an action that you you did first so let's say will smith didn't stand up for her or he like threw her under the bus it's like well all of my actions are reactions to what you did but once you figure out your responsibilities like i right, look now is really really time to to talk this thing out to you and to move forward because if not your wife will make a three minute video and I will be on Twitter going in on your wife's three minute video. And she's probably making millions of dollars with people that's backing her for this. And here I am sitting over here just like kicking it, looking crazy. Nah. Yeah. And I think you have to Won't consider that you. holding a grudge against an individual is not going to change them. Like, this is true. That's not going to do... I always think of it like some people really don't. They're oblivious to what they're doing. And what's easy for you in relationship is not easy, may not be a strength for them. And they're completely oblivious until probably somebody does that same thing to them. And then they'll be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. 
but it it takes sometimes that for for a person to wake up and so a lot of times people aren't unintentionally hurtful uh, more so than they are intentionally hurtful and so if they thought that they were doing something wrong they probably would change it but if they haven't changed it they probably don't see a problem with it so you being Mm. upset with them about it unless they care enough about you honestly I think people who care enough about you will take the time to figure out what's wrong how you can fix it even when you shut down on them I think a person that cares enough about you will pursue you to try to fix it. But if they don't care enough unless about you, do it you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Unless it becomes a repeat offender, then it's just like you just shut down. I ain't got time for it. Because <laughs> once you lose a loyal person that's went after you too many times, they're going to be like, listen, you're a lost cause. I'm good. All the way. Unless they Jesus. And that's why I'm never applying for that job. Say it all the time. When the application comes out, that's one I'm going to skip over. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. I ain't built for it. I know what my calling is, and that's not my calling. <laughs> but um, yeah. So if they see a, if they knew it was a problem, they probably change it. And if they care enough about you, they will change. That's just the reality. But being mad, just being mad continuously for years, as she's doing. It's not going to fix it. True. Absolutely. So y'all let us know what y'all process is. Like what, what, when do you feel like is a good time to, I feel like that's such a loaded question though. I I can't ask y'all that because I feel like there is no perfect time to let something go. I don't feel like you can say, oh, 10 months, three months, five months. I feel like Um, after some, I don't know. I feel like when years are starting to pass, when it's past the one year mark, like, it's just like you gonna Nah, I've had a relationship that honestly took me probably about three years to get over. Three years to get over. Like, was it a continuous? When, when I say get over, like I can see you and we can have a conversation and I'm okay. Completely. That didn't come for like three years. Because it was it was just honestly just really hard. Like and I think too, I I wasn't really dealing with all of the layers and everything that went into it but yeah I just I feel like a year sounds like a long time but when you're not dealing with the situation it really isn't that long like or when you don't know how to deal with a situation or when you have you don't feel like you've gotten closure to a situation that's a whole other aspect of it which is like you need to find some form of closure closure won't always be you talk it out and you get an apology. Sometimes closure is like, all right, (laughs) you know, I've tried to reach out to you. I've tried to make some statements or some comments. It's not working out. So it is what it is. I'm going to move forward. But yeah, you got to, when you ain't had it, years don't seem like that long. Well, I think too, if you're separate, I think the worst thing you could do though is something that I've experienced that I think is, I think the worst, most horrible thing you could do is tell a person that you've moved past it or tell a person that you're moving past it and then incarcerate them to a past failure and bring it up continuously in the relationship as a punishment. I think if you can't move past something, just tell them, hey, we need to take a break until I can move past it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's that's fair. But to... maintain the relationship and say I can move past it when you can't and continuously bring them up is just and continuously bring it up is just like the worst possible thing you could do yeah you're asking for problems at that point you're requesting you're summoning (laughs) that you have issues and problems and drama and again those are people that I'm just kind of like I can't deal with at all so if you're offended and you can't move past the issue, just do you and moment. yourself a favor and say, hey, this is going to work. Communication isn't good. I'm not healed for this. I can't get past it and separate. Right. But don't keep somebody there just so you can punish them. Right. Or passive aggressively take out your anger on them. And don't be passive aggressive. That is the... <sighs> 
<laughs> that can be a whole show alone. And I'm, yeah. I've been passive aggressive, and I know how to do it. <laughs> I can do it with the best of them. So I've been on both sides. But once you had people, I think one of the things that got me together about passive aggressiveness is having somebody be passive aggressive towards me. And then yeah. I was just like, no, we need to talk about this because I can't take this. Yeah, I, and so when I got a taste of my own medicine, I was just like, ah, uh, yeah. Passive aggressive work. people make me want to curse. <laughs> I've literally cursed. I think a it's a more of a no. Dudes do it out. too. Yeah, I've cursed some. I've I've cursed homeboy slap out for that because passive aggressive people will do it, and then when you ask them about it, you call them out. They play like innocent, like you crazy, and you got a problem because they have no idea what you're talking about, and that's not what their intentions were, and they weren't saying it like that. Literally, like if you got a problem, I prefer you to say I don't want to talk about it, or you know we need to take a minute and I need to go do something else to get my mind together. Or, you know what? Like, yeah, I do have a, I, I, you got to acknowledge it. You got to step up. And I'm, I was like in, in the argument, I'm like, man up and tell me what your problem is. Don't give me these. Like, I don't need, it's so, it's just so annoying because it's kind of like when I approach it, you make it seem like I'm stupid or I got like, I'm the one with the mental disorder and the problem because I'm making this up where clearly you, yeah. I, yeah you know what's the worst thing? To have two passive-aggressive people in relationship. Yeah, I don't even That's know. That's the, like, because one of my friends told me That's in relationships. That's shows like Snapped. In relationships to one of my other friends, they were like, y'all have this, like, whole sub texting uh, situation going on where y'all saying one thing, but both of y'all know y'all saying something else on the <laughs> yeah, subliminally. Nope, I can't deal with that. It's, it's that whole minefield of being passive aggressive, it can really stress you out. So that's why I vow down to just tell people, you know, I still slip up with passive aggressiveness every now and then, but I try, I'm trying to get better at it. So that's not the it's becoming a better area, but for a long time, I wasn't good at it at all. Can't do it. it, get, it and it gets, it got on like the last guy I was dating was the guy was the guy before the last, I don't know. One time I sent him a passive aggressive text message and he was just like he, that really he was like really pissed off. That was a long conversation. Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> That's like, yeah, especially in dating somebody. That's my first, that's the first time that I need to start ignoring your text messages and phone calls. Because I feel like at this age, I shouldn't even have to talk to you about saying what you need to say. I'm not going to treat you like a child or a five-year-old. You know what bothers you. You need to learn at this point to use your words to articulate that. If you cannot do it, I cannot articulate a response. I can't respond to you. I can't look at your message. It will sit in the inbox unread for forever because I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not doing it. So let us know what you think about this topic um, by hashtagging chat PC. And we'll be back with our toast or roast. Trying to take it easy. Only way to go. And so, let's get it. But if you're looking for me, I'll be on the track. I'm a thing can't possibly sitting on the track now. Because I'm a rider. All right, now we're back with our toast or roast. Toast or roast or roast or toast or roast or roast. Got a toast. Today? Wow. Got a toast. Here's your record. The Branch Culture album is coming out. 
I'm gonna be, be singing dope, um Donnell it's Jones. Gonna cave than, it's gonna be bigger music. than like the next Jay Z album. I'm yeah. telling you, like I'm gonna have a full karaoke spread of all jagged, jagged edge, um, case, Donnell Jones music, Mary J, Lauren Hill. Come on, Lauren. Yeah. Erica Badu, just the love of my life, because that's really that's my favorite. Um So on this toaster roast. <laughs> I want to toast to my dude Jeezy. Now, what people really don't know about me is I used to be a huge young Jeezy fan. Had a crush on young Jeezy. Um back in like 05. 06, I really love Young Jeezy. I don't know why. Um, I still think his, some of his music is pretty dope. Um, but he, I heard an, a, a new song by him, and he said, they asked me, what's my occupation? And I said, I live for a living. And I was just like, oh, I like that. So toast to Young Jeezy for that line. And uh, I know this is random coming from me, but you know, I want to toast to Jeezy. Um, he, he actually tweeted that we should be more concerned about Flint and other things that are going on in our communities than the Oscars, which I thought that was interesting because he's a, he's an artist. So absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my toast. Shout out to young Jeezy. Now, I don't endorse some of his lyrics that endorse drug dealing. Um, this is not an endorsement. That's disclaimer. <laughs> Just the line in that song I really did like. So I live for a living. Just wanted to make that clear. I don't want anybody to think I'm a fan of the tra- trapping and selling drugs. So I just want to put that trapping. out there. Trapping is good, yo. Ain't nothing wrong with trapping. Well, all yeah. trap, all trappers go to heaven. Okay. If all dogs can go to heaven, then all trappers can go to heaven too. Okay, you know, well, you know. Well, I'm going to toast to uh, my boy J. Cole. It was released, it was like kind of alluded to in an interview that was J. Cole was doing uh, that he's married and so people are like all going crazy and up in arms and wondering if it actually happened. And in the interview, he actually confirmed, I think actually the interview was yesterday, he confirmed that he is married and he married his high school sweetheart. And so I think it's dope. Um, I think it's really dope that in this kind of crazy hiccup where somebody said something that he really didn't want out that I'm pretty sure it was like his record label and, you know, PR people and execs and A&Rs and all these people are saying like, you know, you shouldn't put this out here. This should be something you should keep under wraps because of course, as an artist, as a young artist, you have to keep that idea of being desired and, you know, people want to desire you if they think they have a chance to be with you. So the fact that Jake Cole can, you know, stand in his truth and say, well, you know what? I am married and I married my high school sweetheart and I'm proud of that. And I mean, cat's out of the bag now. So it is what it is. Um, big up to that, you know, especially in, in, in a world, in a realm where I really feel like, you know, people don't value. I don't want to say that. I just I, I think entertainment wise, I don't see a lot of people that are you don't have to have, you know, storybook perfect lives because i feel like those are all bs anyway so i don't necessarily want to see that but i just think the idea of somebody saying you know what i'm in a relationship and there's this one person that i'm really committed to and i'm not perfect and i'm gonna make mistakes and and she's gonna make mistakes and all of this stuff but i really am just thankful for this and this is kind of my thing and do i want you into my my marriage heck nah do i want you in my personal business heck nah but now that you know am i gonna run away from it nah I am married. This is what it is. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know no, n- nothing else about it. It's my high school sweetheart. I'm pretty sure you can find a picture on uh, Google. So it is what it is. That's as much as you need to know. So shout out to to Drake. Toast to you, man, because that is. You mean Jake it's Cole? really dope. Jake, uh, did I? Who did I say? You said Drake. I said Drake. Look, it's late. Jake Cole. <laughs> It's late. When you guys are getting this episode, you just know that we are up really, really late making this episode happen. So, J. Cole, man, toast to J. Cole for doing your thing, man. Toast to that. Yeah. Marriage is real. Black love is real. Yes. Marriage is awesome. I'm not married yet, but one day I will be. Um, Good vibe. 
is time may not heal anything, but it will reveal everything. Just give time some time. And that comes from um, a woman I know named Lisa Victoria. Um, yeah, it was, I was like, that's a laugh. It's fine. I missed it. Yeah. It's self-explanatory y'all. Uh, time may not heal anything as we know with Aunt Viv, it hasn't at Aunt Viv, it hasn't healed a lot, but it will reveal all things. So just give it some time. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch us on our website at brunchculture.com. Uh, brunchculturebc.com. I'm sorry. Um, follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, on Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture, on iHeartRadio by searching Brunch Culture. Subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. And. As always, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.